This is I Hear Things for Friday, February 4th, 2022, Scattered to the Wind. So there's no you-know-who in this podcast today. I think you've had plenty of that guy this week. For the past three years, my company, Edison Research, has published a study that we call Super Listeners, which focuses on attitudes about podcast advertising among the medium's most active customers. We'll be presenting the latest iteration of this in partnership with our friends at Ad Results Media, who know a thing or two about the subject. Uh, and we're going to do a free webinar on this on February 16th. Uh, and I'll leave a link to this in the show notes. This is the second year that Ad Results has partnered with us, and I'm looking forward to getting back on the Zoom stage, at least, with their CEO, Marshall Williams. But I wanted to give you, dear, loyal, I hope listeners, a brief taste of what we're going to be covering since so much of the dialogue in podcasting this week has really been driven at the roots by that word that we all love to hate, advertising. Our thesis for the Super Listeners Project has always been simple. Each year, we survey the heaviest listeners of podcasts. That's five or more hours per week by our definition. Now, I'm sure you listen to a lot more, but you listen to this podcast, so you're probably weird. And we use that sample as a canary in a coal mine to track an important question to all of us in the medium. Have we ruined this thing with ads yet? I don't think we have. But as I've said numerous times in this space, the halo effect of podcasting on a bad ad or on too many ads is nil. A crappy ad is a crappy ad. And running it on an engaging true crime podcast isn't going to save it. In fact, it might even make it worse. This has always been the danger of programmatic advertising in podcasting. Now, at some point, it's going to be really, really great when we can easily buy and place the perfect ad on the perfect podcast. Look how much better Facebook ads are today compared to where they were five or six years ago. But before we get to that point, we have a lot of crap to listen to. Now, the only oblique mention I'll make here of the podcaster who will not be named is that his exclusive deal is the centerpiece of an advertising strategy. Now, sure, to some extent, he's driven usage of the platform that hosts him, and by extension, even driven listeners to discover other podcasts on that platform, in fact, grown the entire medium. But he also drives advertising buys, and those buys are not just to his show. Now, I've been reading all week about the importance and the import of these exclusive deals to podcasting, both for good and for ill. But I want to make a distinction here about the use of the word exclusive. Our ivermectin-chugging friend is not exclusive to Spotify. No. In fact, you can get the best of his show every week in clip form on YouTube, and it's getting millions of views every week. The exclusivity that's in play here is exclusive access to advertise in a specific show, but access to that audience is not exclusive. They can always be reached in other ways. When the big show is over, they disperse, scattered like the wind, and they aggregate elsewhere. Now you can see this for yourself. Go to YouTube, log out, and then search for you know who and click on one of his videos. And now look on the right and see what else is recommended. I got Lex Friedman, Jocko Willink, a few episodes of Hot Ones, a documentary on Chris Farley, and a whole bunch of crap on NFTs. I think I'll watch the Farley thing. In any case, no one has exclusive access to me or to you 
when the bar at Applebee's closes, we're off to B-dubs. Now, I was reminded of this when I reviewed this next data point from our upcoming Super Listener study. And again, I'll leave a link to register in the show notes. Uh, And this is a, a point really about the nature of these exclusive deals. Now, before I tell you this data point, keep in mind the sample here. It's a thousand weekly podcast listeners who listen to more than five hours of podcasts per week. And here it is. We asked them if your favorite podcast became exclusive to a specific service, would you be willing to use that service? 87% said yes. Now, if you are the sort of person who is nervous about concepts like platform lock-in, then you might read this as a validation of your fears. If your favorite show went exclusive to, I don't know, farmers only, I had to pick something here, then 87% of the heaviest users of podcasts would be willing to pick up stakes and migrate on over to the country. Data points like this one certainly encourage platforms to make these kinds of exclusive deals. But as always, there is another way to read data like this. All of those people willing to try farmers only to listen to their favorite podcast are also willing to leave their existing platforms just like that, at least for that show. And maybe only for that one show. And when that show is over, either for real or creatively, off they go again somewhere else. The ease of switching is minimal. I mean, look what else super listeners do. 90% subscribe to a video streaming service like Netflix or Amazon Prime Video. 52% subscribe to a premium service like HBO or Showtime. 49% subscribe to a live TV streaming service. And 94% subscribe to at least one of those. They are everywhere, man. They are watching Ozark on Netflix, flipping over to HBO for Euphoria, and then watching the game on Hulu. They have all the things, and switching is easy. There's no such thing as exclusive access to an audience. There is only exclusive access to a show, and for a topical podcast, likely for a limited time and place. When the show's over, the audience scatters like the wind. But still, catching that wind has enormous value, which is why exclusivity to advertisers means a lot, and why you-know-who has enormous value. You can have the exclusive rights to a specific audience in a specific context, but no one has exclusive rights to the humans, man. We want to be free. We want to be free to do what we want to do. So we're going to be diving deep into the attitudes that super listeners have about the quality and quantity of ads, the efficacy of host-read versus pre-produced spots, and the actions that super listeners tell us they take as a result of hearing podcast advertising, which... I have to say, can be absolute magic when it all aligns. So I hope you'll join Marshall and I to break down year three of Super Listeners in a couple of weeks. Until then, I hope you found some value in this, well, native advertisement for the webinar. I hope ads still work because my dog Walnut, he's eating us out of house and home. Uh, You can support the show, the newsletter, and Walnut uh, at buymeacoffee.com slash Tom Webster. Taking mercy on you with a short podcast this week. Have a great weekend. I'll see you soon.